Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, former counties and Blackfoons coach might have something to say about that as well. G'day, Daryl, how are you? Hey, Ricardo, how are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, good, thanks, mate. I, I don't know if you saw her. I know, I know this is what we got you on to talk about, but uh, you would have heard what I was just talking about there. Justin Nelson, who's former GM of the uh, Sales NBL, um, uh, was, did an interview uh, with the spin-off. I think it was with Dylan Cleaver, and, and he, he suggested that uh, you know that rugby needs to be more visible for the fans more often, and, and he's, he suggested a, a draft uh, maybe a, a, at the end of the NPC. What do you reckon? Is it worth a look? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I think they've done it. I've just seen um, uh, they've, they've I've seen some stuff posted around the major league rugby in the states, which I, I guess the draft system is a big thing in all that that American sport. So it certainly makes things a, a little bit more exciting when you get all the best players on the field going going against each other. And I think the other thing it can do is that um, you know, if the game gets games get a little bit more competitive, it makes our um, Obviously, our national team a lot stronger, I would think. Yeah, I would have thought so too. And I mean, I don't. I could answer the, the one question there. Maybe you will know. I don't think our Super Rugby teams have a salary cap, do they? That's just up to them to manage. Yeah, look, I, I'm not too sure. The um, Mitre 10 Cup, or the NPC uh, team definitely do, but I'm not too sure how it works with the uh, central contract thing with, um, you know, with the Super Rugby teams. Yeah, yeah. All right, mate. Well, listen. I know we didn't get you on to talk that, so we'll leave. We'll park that. But thank you for your input. Uh, I did want to get you on to talk uh, the, the team you coach for for a number of years, of course, the Black Ferns, and their big win last night, fifty two five over the Wallaroos. What did you make of that? Yeah, look, I, I thought it was a, a pretty a pretty good performance. I think the um, the thing I really liked um, is is to see the difference between the team that was away last year and the. Um, the team that was out on the field uh, last night, and that in particular, and it was probably the first thing I, I noticed is that the, the, the girls were actually looking a lot more athletic than they did um, about six months ago, which is a, a credit to some of the work they've been doing off the field, which is great. Yeah, that is it's a big part of it. I mean, uh, in terms of the end of last year, we saw them go up against England and against France. Those teams are a lot better than Australia, uh, has to be said. So how far, it's kind of hard to judge how far we've come, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, one thing you can identify, I guess, with that game last night is that the girls um, knew what they were doing. They knew what they were about. There was definite systems in place. I thought um, line-out time, they were a lot smarter. Obviously, on the Northern Tour last year, they really struggled at line-out time. Um, but just the line-out calling looked a lot smarter. They they still struggled a little bit um, when they were going deep into the line-out. But, um, you know, to, to just get ball every throw at two was, was quite comfortable for them and it was smart um, playing against some of those teams up north it might be a little bit tougher if that's the only um, safe throw you've got so there's probably still things to work on yeah I mean you don't want to become too predictable uh, at set piece time I, I think mm-hmm. something that we we got found out on that northern tour was uh, the breakdown and our you know particularly our forwards getting around the field uh, we were out-athleticised, I suppose. Um, but you think you saw enough of that to say that there's been that's been a focus and that's certainly changed. Oh, look, I, I think that was one of the things I thought was a you know much improved. Um, as I say, you know, in terms of their strokes and the pattern, they knew where they needed to be, which meant those support players were getting closer to those breakdowns. And I thought that um, K 
Kennedy Simon in, in particular at seven was, was very good um, at what she was doing. Um, and the other thing is the defensive breakdown too. They were a lot more competitive there. And again, that comes down to their systems and structures and, and people just knowing where they need to be all the time. I think when they were playing um, those Northern Hemisphere teams, they were struggling even to get game line. Some of the ball off their set piece wasn't the best stuff to attack from. Um, so they're probably a, you know, a yard or two off um, beating opposition to the breakdowns. And the other thing that I, I, I thought we saw last night, um, which we didn't see on the Northern Tour, was just the, the ability to keep their heads and, and have some discipline because when we were under pressure there and, and denied the ball for any length of time, we tended to give away penalties. We didn't see that so much last night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think, it, um, again, it just comes down to, you know, when you're looking at that game, they, they just seem to have some really definite structure um, w- without it being predictable because there was, off, you know, often options off that structure than, and they didn't, you know, fire all of those shots last night. But um, just people just knew where they, they were meant to be and they didn't have to go doing, you know, those me moments where someone thought, shucks, you know, I've got to, got to get in there and steal this ball and then coming from the side and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, they played more cohesively, which I thought was great. In terms of uh, next week, of course, we go to Adelaide and play the uh, Wallaroos again for the return test. What do you think Wayne Smith, uh, et cetera, will be thinking, uh, given how big this win was? Is is it going to be a tinker time, do you think? Yeah, look, it's hard to say because obviously they've had a lot of players rotating over the last few tests, which is which is great. And and the thing is they needed to do that because I think some of the other players that were used on the Northern Hemisphere, they, they looked tired, um, even though they hadn't played a lot of rugby. It, it looked like, you know, from a conditioning point of view, they weren't in the right space there. So I think these um, players that he's been rotating is creating some real competition, I think, if they're going to go up against these big teams up north, they're going to have to have players that are, are you know, that are really hungry, really champing at the bit to go. Ideally, I think what they would probably like to have had was, um, you know, a little bit of cohesion. So they've got a, a, you know, a group that they're bringing through in these tests that, that they can then transfer into the World Cup. But because of, um, you, you know, the situation they're in, um, coming off the back of those tests of that Northern Hemisphere too, they, they really have to discover something new um, that the opposition, um, you know, it, it will challenge the English and the French and the likes to um, have to, uh, you know, come up against something they weren't aware of or weren't, weren't ready for. Do you think that, you know, when you get more, when you get fitter basically, when you get more athletic, um, you, you said that the athleticism was better around the field, you can lose a little bit of size uh, and that might affect set piece, you know, particularly the scrum. Do you think that's an issue at all or do you think it's balanced? Oh, I think it's balanced. I think, um, I mean, one thing that was great last night too was their, you know, the, the cohesiveness in that scrum that, that was quite dominant. Saying that, you know, looking at Australia, I don't think they offered us um, a heck of a lot. Mm. Um, defensively, they didn't put a lot of skill put, um, uh, you know, uh, skills to get pressure on us. The, you know, the line speed wasn't great. And quite often, defensively, after the first phase, they were all fading into the, you know, behind the defensive line, which meant when the um, Blackburns were able to set a ruck and come, come back the other way, there was space all over the place. Um, so, you know, that, that would have been a, a lot better for us if we had a team that was going to put a little bit more pressure on us. But I, I don't um, believe that um, losing a bit of size, uh, you know, will affect our physicality. 
um, just been in, in good shape. I mean, Jonah Nam Wu, for example, I thought she was huge last night. Um, you, you know, she's been, she's physical. And you watch her in the NPC as well. Um, she's a physical player. But again, within a system and having people going forward, playing off the front foot, you know, players like that can, uh, a bit more explosive, a bit more athletic, can cause some real damage. That uh, that is a, yeah, is a great call actually because we did see that last night. I, I was really impressed with the ferns. Uh, the the one thing that I do worry about going into the World Cup is our reliance on people like Kendra Cox, uh, Coxedge and uh, Ruahi Dement as well. Uh, what did you make of uh, uh, what Tyler Nathan Wan brought to the party when she she got an opportunity? Yeah, look, she wasn't on for a long time. Um, you know, her path was is pretty good off the left hand. Right hand was a, was was probably not as um, sharp as it probably needed to be. But saying that, I think that I mean, after last year's tour, I think, um, and I'll be honest, I think Kendra might have been lucky to be holding on there. Um, mm. She didn't have a great one, um, but certainly um, Arihana um, Tauhino. And Adi, Adi Baylor, I think it was. They, they, they you know, they're, they're pretty good understudies there, and possibly they could give, um, you know, Kendra even a little bit of a nudge. I think Rua Hayes was was outstanding. I think she controls the game well. Um, but the other thing that I think that is is great for the Black Ferns is Victoria Sabritsky Nafatali back in the mix. So she's been away for a while. She's fitter than she's ever been, and. Um, Potentially, she's she's one of the uh, you know best strike weapons they've got, and it certainly showed in the last World Cup. Um, but probably, as as we all know, she hasn't really um, done much since that last World Cup, and to, to come back into the mix, um, she could add a little bit of depth there as well. Yeah. And I think that's that's an area that where they've really needed to find that a, a, a team that can control stuff. Yeah, and 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 be able to finish a game out right, being somebody that can come off the bench. You know, we we keep getting told that. They're not replacements or substitutes anymore. They're finishers, those people on the bench. So yeah. uh, you know that's uh, it's that depth that they're they're looking at. What 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 about the crowd last night, mate? I mean, you know, you you coached this Black Ferns team for a, for a long time. What did you make of the crowd they got at Orange Theory Stadium? It feels like women's rugby, particularly at that level, is is getting embraced more and more by the rugby public. Oh yeah, I think I think it's great, and I think there's a lot of genuine interest in, in it. I think one of the, and it's a funny thing, um, when the Black Ferns had a few losses and, uh, you know, the press started jumping on all over their backs and all that sort of stuff, you know, it, it sort of almost generated a, little, a lot of interest in mm. the game. And since then, um, I think if the Black Ferns that have just gone on winning endlessly, you know, people just look at the rest of the world and say, oh, look, um, women's rugby is not that, that great internationally. But um, to have a couple of losses, probably back in, I can't remember what, what, the year that they, they didn't win the World Cup. Um, was that two? Sorry, I can't remember the year. But um, after that, when they actually came back from that, the, the interest in the game locally and internationally is just, just, just skyrocketed. And it's fantastic to see crowds like that. And even when they played in the Northern Hemisphere, those crowds were just was, were unbelievable. They were fantastic. Yeah, I, I think it says something, mate. And you know, as much as you don't like pylons or anything, but the fact that people cared enough that it was in the news that people were talking about what the problem with the black ferns was, it shows a maturity and uh, uh, in the sporting public, I think, and also. Uh, it demonstrates that it's not a novelty anymore. It demonstrates that people take it seriously. And if you want to be taken seriously, you have to take criticism when it's deserved. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. And I think um, look, what, what I really 
it, you know, it, it's a great thing to see with the women's game when it's in the, the mainstream media, you know, the, the, the main publications on the TV news and all that sort of stuff. I often get a little bit frustrated with a lot of the social media that comes out of the team. Mm. I've always felt that being in a, in a, a team with a back jersey, it's got to be a little bit of mystique about what you do in, in your own time and all that sort of stuff. And, and probably, um, you know, with, with the, I guess, the, the vitriol that came towards them after that tour last year, a lot of it was off the back of a, I believed, off a lot of the um, social media type stuff that was going on. But um, certainly getting all that mainstream media is just, just blowing, blowing the game up. And you, you did right. Um, when people care enough to criticise you in those main forums, I think that's when, you, 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 you know, the game's a lot more important to the people. Yeah, I mean, and... Just from uh, someone that has coached both the Black Ferns and also coached an NPC team in counties, mate, how different is it in terms of what your approach and your your personnel management's got to be? Um, look, I, I found when I was coaching the Black Ferns, um, you know, I had a group of players that were hugely, hugely focused. And, I, I, you know, I always believed that being professional, it's not about being paid, it's about attitude. And mm. one of the things I was really lucky to have was a lot of really, really smart, intelligent players that, you know, the black jersey was everything to them at the time. So, um, you know, I had people like Monty Kidavanar and Analia Rush that it gave up their jobs so they could train full-time, um, leading into World Cups and all that sort of stuff. So, um, and then I compare that to, I guess, the... Um, the MPC, there's a lot of guys there that are, are still just, just beginning to try and be professional and they struggle with it still, you know, juggling jobs and, and then part-time rugby and that sort of stuff. So, as I say, doing the Blackburns back in, you know, some of the girls were outstanding. You look at, you know, like Savannah Richards that, that came from law and, you know, um, Dr. Farah Palmer and, you know, girls, that, you know, Lewis Award. A lot of these people, they were, they were just really smart people right from the start. And when it was about putting on that black jersey, it really, really meant something to them. And that's probably one of the things that's hurt me over the years is um, seeing so many, and, and if I put it this way, unathletic people wearing the jersey. Mm. And that's why I was just so, you know, that's the thing that's really pleased me is seeing them really start to, to front and take it really seriously. Um, and, and, and it's great to see. And I think, um, you know, what Wayne Smith and them are doing now is, you know, they're, they're building depth. A shame it wasn't happening a couple of years back because, you know, we would have been hissing going into this World Cup. But, um, I mean, they're doing a great job as it is. Yeah, I mean, I did wonder whether or not there was, a, you know, what the rugby union was doing in terms of, uh, the you know, the Super Rugby uh, Super rugby Alpeki. I didn't think there were enough games. Uh, were, you know, the changes they made, had they made them soon enough to ha for it to have an impact when it comes to World Cup time and you're playing, you know, basically fully professional full-time teams in, in France and England. Did you... Do you I feel a bit more confident about it now. How, where are you on it? Oh, yeah, look, depth, I mean, shucks, after the um, tour last year, you'd be thinking, shucks, there's no way we're ever going to have a sniff in there. But I think, um, you know, with the, the way we're headed, particularly just having athletes playing the game now, that's going to make a, a big difference. And then it's going to be, um, you know, if, if all, all things being equal, you've got athletes on the England team, athletes on our team, full-time full-time players, then it's going to come down to, I, I guess, the coaching, tactical, how they execute, and that sort of stuff. As I mentioned before, the, the, probably the one thing that's probably not great for us is the fact that um, the, the, the Australian team doesn't really 
um, tests will give a good indication as to where we are. Um, it, you know, things like line speed defensively, they weren't putting a lot of stress on our on our skill sets and that. Um, so that, that, that sort of thing, um, you know, we're probably going to have to find out when we get to that World Cup. Yeah, well, looking forward to that, mate. The countdown is on, not far away. Daryl, you, are you got any involvement anywhere? No, not at all. Just a uh, yeah, fan and spectator. So looking forward to it. Yeah, mate, fantastic. I really appreciate your time today, mate. Thanks for coming on, and uh, always good to chat. Go well. Okay, thank you very much. Cheers, uh, Daryl Suasu there, former Black Ferns coach and counties coach as well. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.